and welcome to Served Neat. I am your host, Jen Hartman. I'm a corporate dropout turned six-figure sales and marketing coach, bourbon enthusiast, type three Enneagram, and dog mom. I'm on a mission to show you that there is more to life than the nine to five grind and that you can leave your job to pursue your profitable passion. I'm going to prove to you that launching an online business can be fun and easy. I'll be giving away my best sales, marketing, mindset, and business strategies served neat. Pour yourself a glass of bourbon, have a seat, and let's chat. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Served Neat. Before we get into the content that you guys actually came here for, I have a story for you. Do you believe in ghosts, the afterlife, spirits? I know this has absolutely nothing to do with business, but just hang in there. Let me set the scene. Tucker and I were getting ready to play Jenga last week. We set up the Jenga tower. It was nice and neat. And we sat back on the couch for a minute to watch some of the football game we had on. I glance over at the Jenga tower to start planning out my first move. And I was not mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually ready for what was about to unfold. Not one, but two of the Jenga pieces started moving on their own. I shit you not. This was the scariest moment of my entire life. I could not believe what was happening. I made eye contact with Tucker and I screamed bloody murder because I'm a child. My boyfriend just sat there calm, cool, and collected as he always is and I hate him for it. I don't know what it is about him, but nothing phases him. It's a trait that I'm kind of, I'm kind of jealous. I I want that trait, but I don't have it. I was so freaked out that I barely slept that night and now I'm convinced that we have a ghost in our house. Is it, is it Casper, the friendly ghost, or is he vicious? You know, I'm not really sure yet, but stay tuned. I promise to keep you guys updated on the ghost saga. Sorry to those of you who thought this is going to relate to business, sales, or marketing. I, I can't tie this back to today's topic. This has nothing to do with business. It's just a wild story that I experienced. And, you know, I don't know, maybe somebody might be able to relate to this. If you guys have been through a ghostly experience, please slide into my DMs and tell me because I'm, I've never been through something like this before and it, it changed me to my core. Okay, that's it. We're, we're done. Let's move on to business shit chat. So I'm getting ready to close out my first year of running my business full time. And boy, oh boy, was it a year of learning and growth. I have learned lots about growing a brand, business strategies, sales, yada, 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 but also about myself. This year really tested me. But then again, you know, it was 2020. So I feel like we were all tested just a little bit. I left corporate back in January with 3,000 doll hairs in my pocket and nothing but a vision for what I wanted my brand to be. I had no idea my business would be at the point it's currently at, but this just goes to show how much can change in a single year, even in the midst of a pandemic. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about one of my biggest takeaways from 2020. I learned how to establish and keep boundaries. Not only with myself, but with my clients and loved ones. 
Listen, when you are a busy woman running a business, you need boundaries. As a semi-functioning adult, I have realized that boundaries are literally key to mental health. I used to be a yes girl, and now I get so excited to say no. No is so empowering. Boundaries are healthy and necessary. I don't have the time and energy to go to every outing, attend every meeting, and chat with clients during all hours of the evening. Here's how I learned I had a boundary problem. And let me know if any of these kind of hit home with you guys. First and foremost, I was running way over on my client calls and then found myself upset because of it. I didn't establish boundaries to protect my time. I put my business before my health and wellness. My business ran me instead of me running my business, and that is not good. My daily runs that I used to be so excited about and my HIIT workouts weren't fun anymore. My workouts felt forced. I needed to set boundaries when it came to working hours, so I still had time to focus on my health. I found myself saying yes to social events that I had zero interest in attending, and then would come home exhausted and resentful. It took me a while to accept that I had a boundary problem, but the first step to recovery is acceptance. At least that's what I think they say. Do they say that? I don't really know, but I'm going to say it. Boundaries were hard for me to establish because I felt like I was being mean, but I got over it. Let's go ahead and talk about some ways that we can start setting boundaries in your business and your life. Number one, first and foremost, we need to identify what makes you feel yucky. I was trying to come up with like a cutesier term for this, but I couldn't think of anything. So let's just identify what makes us feel gross, uncomfortable, upset. Here are some questions to get you started with this. Do you have clients who consistently push a 30-minute call to 60 minutes? Or have clients who don't even show up for calls at all? How do you feel after that happens? If you consistently have clients pushing calls, make it known that you have a hard stop at a specific time as stated in your contract. Your contract should say the length of your calls, whether they're 30, 45, or 60 minutes. This needs to be said to clients because it's not fair to your other clients who abide by your time blocks. If they want to take up more of your time, then you can offer them additional time for an additional fee. Next, how do you feel when a client blows up your phone all day and night and expects an immediate response? It's really important to set standards when it comes to communication when you first sign your client, but if you didn't, totally not a big deal. It can be fixed. Make sure to let your client know that you appreciate her enthusiasm and passion for her business, but that you have a hard stop at 6 p.m., This stop time is completely normal. Think about it. We all worked a nine to five at some point. We stopped working. We left the office and we went home and we didn't think about work until the next morning at 8 a.m. or 9 a.m., whatever you went to work. It's normal to stop working at a certain point in the day and your client will respect that. You can let her know that any message you get after this hour will be responded to the following morning. I also recommend having certain hours that you check Voxer, especially when you have a full roster of clients. Because if not, it's easy to get caught up in Voxer or Slack or email all day long just responding to your clients' messages. So you can check Voxer in the morning when you first start working around 9 a.m., 10 a.m. But like give yourself a hard stop, like say 9 to 9.30, 10 to 10.30, and then you can check Voxer at the end of the day. I promise your clients will not die without you. They will be okay. And what I have found as well 
is most of my clients will solve their own problems. I'll get a message earlier in the day and I'll be on client calls. I'll go back to answer her message later in the day and she's already resolved the problem herself. She's talked herself into a solution. It's okay to let your clients be by themselves for a couple of hours. They'll survive without you. When you set boundaries like this with your clients, you're setting a great example. You would never tell your clients to be available 24-7, so why should you? Next question for you. Do you find yourself dreading a social event that you RSVP'd to a month ago? I'm going to give you guys some words of wisdom. Don't go. If it is not a full body yes, then don't do it. Your time and energy are precious. Do not waste your time going to things you don't want to go to. I say no quite often, and my true friends understand my no's. I no longer have to worry about offending people. Anybody who is wildly offended by my no's, they're not really my real friends anyways. I have a really great friend who operates the same exact way I do when it comes to free time. She has these hard boundaries, and I respect her for it. So when I tell her, hey, I love you and I want to see you, but I overextended myself and I need to rest. She doesn't get offended. I don't have to apologize because she understands me. If friends or family members get really offended by your nose, it has nothing to do with you. It could be that they are jealous of your boundaries because they don't have any themselves. Oops, I said it. So it's time to stop feeling guilty for turning down plans if you're just not feeling it. If your plans are sucking up your energy, We need to rethink the plans that we're committing to. And when I say we, I mean you. Do you feel guilty when you don't respond to text messages from friends and family? I used to apologize profusely for not immediately responding to text messages and phone calls. Not anymore. You guys should see my little notification on my iPhone next to text messages. I have about 20 unread text messages. It's not because I hate my friends and my family. It is just because I do not have the energy to go through and respond to every single message. And not every message warrants a response. I remember that I don't have to respond to anything if I don't want to. I now respond to messages when I get around to them or sometimes not at all. My loved ones know that if there is a pressing issue and they need to get a hold of me, They will call me and I will pick up the phone or I will respond quickly. They know how to get a hold of me if they need me. I failed to mention this earlier, but it's also important to have boundaries with yourself. Boundaries with yourself helps to create a healthy structure and it provides hard limits of what's okay and what is unacceptable. Boundaries are a form of self-care. Here are some examples of some boundaries you can start implementing for yourself. Create a budget and stick to it regardless of how bad you want to go emotional shopping at Lululemon after you've had a hard day. This one was hard for me to implement, but it's been so, so helpful. Sometimes I can get really carried away with my Lululemon shopping. And you know, your girl only needs so many pairs of leggings. Another great boundary that you can start to implement is not answering messages when you wake up in the morning. Most of us immediately pull up our phone and start answering text messages. We answer Instagram DMs. We scroll the gram. We are glued to our phones as soon as we open up our eyes. And that is not okay. I have started to slow down in the mornings. I wake up in the morning. I go through my morning routine. I brush my face. I brush my face. Who am I? I brush my teeth. Oh God, the day I start brushing my face, y'all better come get me. (laughs) I wash my face. 
I brush my teeth. I just go through my morning routine. I go get my starbs. I listen to a pod, sometimes my own. It just depends on how I'm feeling that day. Talk to my barista. And then I do a little bit of morning yoga, get my stretchies in, you know. And then I go to my phone and I start answering messages. I have a morning routine that I try to stick to. Now, some mornings I can't always do that, but I will say that most mornings I'm pretty good about doing that. Next is to limit the intake of unhealthy foods like sugar, salt, etc. Things that are not good for you and nutritious. Give yourself a limit and stick to it. I'm not saying not to eat sugar because, I mean, I get my daily starbs and that has sugar in it and it makes me happy. And when I'm happy, my clients are happy. So get your sugar fixed, get your salt fixed, but give yourself a limit. Another great boundary to put in place for yourself is to shut down the TV at night. Don't fall asleep with the TV on, right? Like shut it down, journal your thoughts out, make a list for the next day. Say some prayers, meditate, put yourself into a great bedtime routine. I found that the more specific my boundaries are, especially when it comes to my own boundaries, the more likely I am to stick to them. All right, y'all, that is it for this episode on boundaries. Boundaries are so key to having your life and your business. Having boundaries is healthy and boundaries don't make you a bad person. If you love today's episode, please share it on social media. Tag me, neat.marketing. Let me know what your biggest takeaway was. I hope you guys have a wonderful holiday. Enjoy your Christmas. Enjoy time with the fam, with friends. Make sure to have your boundaries in place. Don't be afraid to say no. You guys know the drill. I love you guys, and I'll catch you on next week's episode of Served Neat. Neat.